I'm Bethany, and I'm sitting by the lake. Miss Juanita is hanging out with her family today, so I'm rolling solo. If you have joined us before, you know we have an inspirational boost over on Facebook, Instagram, and on TikTok. You can also just listen to us right here. Usually it's about twice a month on Spotify. You go to Spotify Podcasts, find us at Soul to Soul Life Coaching. Let's get into today's work. Our quote up over on those social uh, medias is, and suddenly you know it's time to start something new and trust the magic of beginnings. So let's dive a little bit more into that one. So it says, we've all been there once or twice or even more. We have guaranteed going through it. Thinking of what you have had is amazing, great, wonderful, then unresolved issues, questioning all of your choices, maybe wondering why me, your life could be right on track and these questions, questions can still travel through your mind. Are we just in a season? Could what I have or am going through now just be for a season? Or is it the setup for the reason you are where you are today? Lessons through your journey, etc. Just remember this. Beginnings are scary. The middle's a whole lot of mess. And the endings will be the destinations or the voice of your inner GPS saying, recalculating. Know that life and love should be one well-traveled, not punished due to rough roads. All right, friends. So uh, here's a whole lot of this. There's a lot of things that we all go through and we've all been having trauma about something. Uh, If you don't have a heartbeat, you know, your trauma's either over or uh, you've lived pretty sheltered. And hey, if that's if that's you, awesome. Uh, I guess the thing that it comes down to is I've seen a couple of uh, different videos and informations about when you have trauma and trauma is defined by the person who experienced it. And I think if we understand that as we um, move through whatever it is we're moving through, every one of us experiences even the same event so differently. One may be, eh, that doesn't really bother me. That's not something that's uh, overwhelming. It doesn't trigger me. Somebody else may take that whole event and it may trigger them in some sort of other way, whether they uh, start... um, to absorb it in their, in their cell at the cellular level, or just, uh, holding onto it because they don't know how to do reactions of it. Um, you know, we all deal, deal with it differently. And those experiences get topped with other experiences, which now collect, um, and then more collect. I think I heard somebody call it a library, like your body holds this library of experiences, whether they're trauma or joy or happiness or um, scared or whatever it is, you have a library of it all. And when it gets put into the library and those trauma-based 
books are not checked out, evaluated, and read through, maybe to make more sense of them, to desensitize to them, understand them, whatever the case may be, then what happens is you have this library that has bits of joy with all this trauma, bits of happiness with all this trauma, bits of goal success with all this trauma, and it leaks in to those, and now the joys are less joyful, maybe, because there could be a trauma connected to it, or a trauma experience that came right after it, right before it, Uh, I don't know, I... A lot of the things I speak about, friends, is the things that I go through personally or have been through. And I know I do have trauma-based things in partnerships, whether it's a friend partner, a work partner, um, a partner in my home, you know, whatever those things look like. So, and I'm super mindful of it because I really do understand I have those pieces. So I share that. Here are the things, call them my hot buttons, my red buttons, my no, no touch buttons, whatever, whatever. I make sure and say, these things right here are not available. If you need A, B, or C, here's the tool that works for me. I create a whole toolbox for people about what I know about me. Walk them through it, show them how it works. Even when I get triggered and may go through this explosion of whatever it may be, I literally will walk them still through it in my trauma moments, in my explosions. This is what I need. This is what needs to be done. Lot, 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 lot. (laughs) And I don't laugh. I just don't know what else to do. I literally look at the other person and be like, did you hear what I said? Well, you're yelling and now you've hurt my feelings. Whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. Do you know about the buttons? Yes, I do. Have I taught you about the buttons? Yep. Did I show you when to use them? Yep. In my explosiveness right now, did I did give it to you again? Yep. And what are you doing about it? Well, you hurt my feelings. I'm not going to do anything. You wronged me. In, in that, now again, I'm talking for me. There is only so much people can take or teach where pe- people just plateau out, level out, and that's okay. That's where their level is and will maintain and will be, and that's cool for them. If that's not your destiny, if that's not your end, if that's not where you're comfortable, it is okay to say no thank you. I don't know where we came from with thinking that, and I, okay, I I know it's in the God's word. I, I understand that. The only reason God really said, hey, divorce is through adultery. I understand that. I feel on a different level differently for myself because if things aren't working right, 
it, the scripture says, walk out the door. You don't divorce. You walk out the door and make some changes. What I don't see in the scripture is how many times you allow that to happen when enough becomes enough because those kind of behaviors then become the multiple triggers for you and the person delivering them knows that and that now becomes abuse, which I know it doesn't say leave for abuse. I just feel at some point it needs to be survival. And if what you're going through is a consistent cycle of flight, fight or fright, uh, or freeze, I mean, uh, I get so confused. And so how we get to a place of saying, I'm in this relationship with you, especially when you're married. I didn't get married to get a divorce. Well, I don't think anyone goes into that thinking that. I say that to say this. I didn't get married to be traumatized daily and set up for failure for inactions of other people who said, I will do this. I can do this. I will do this. Without the actual action happening, lip service is not enough. And I may be wrong, maybe totally off base. And, and let me tell you, friends, I come from a background where I've been divorced twice, for sure. Those were self-preservations. You, you can't continually be verbally abused, physically abused, emotionally abused, where you're not feeling who you should be, who you should be, period who you should be. I did see a wonderful speech today on TikTok. As I was trying to find aha moments, I'm looking through um, this really great book. Uh, I don't remember what it's called, but it's a kind of a series of The Chosen um, that I bought from church a couple weeks ago and kind of flipped through that a little bit, trying to seek out some um, of the word. And I know we should go to the Bible. Sometimes I don't understand the Bible or really know where to look. This book had some really great information that I can kind of seek out a little bit. Uh, so I really just tried to, to do that and then kind of flip in as I added our TikTok or our, our message today on TikTok. I saw this gentleman with the information of the I should. I should, I don't remember all the things he said. There's a couple. I should lose weight. I should work out. I should fill in the blank for you. We all should. Would that better our lives? Would that make it uh, mentally healthier, uh, environmentally healthier, financially healthier, whatever the healthier, if those I shoulds will do that for you, because you can only control what you can control. You can only control how you're doing inside, how you're feeling inside, what's happening on those bases. And then he follows it up with, I should, I should, I should. 
And those days need to turn into the I must do's. I must do this for a healthier lifestyle. I must do this for my financial health. I must do this for environmental health. I must do this for fill in the blank. It was the biggest 100% aha moment that I've had in a while. I was trying to make sense of my words. I am no better than anybody else and I don't try to live there. I just know there's a lot of things that I've experienced and I've collected a lot of knowledge and a lot of tools in my toolkit over my 57 years. Um, you know, working with the, the population of students I work with, uh, you find a lot of fun tools in the toolbox. My personal uh, journey of all these different layers of stuff. I, so I feel like I bring some stuff to the table. When you set up this really great course, this is my visual in my brain right now. This, when you set up this really great course of information about you to whomever, whoever your company is, and you set this up, and they choose to look at it, not partake in it. It's, they don't have to. I guess my, my thought as I'm having this little reel in my brain, if someone sets a course for you for success with them, and that's what, the other company desired and yet they don't choose from the plan that will work best for one person or add their pieces to the plan that will work and then compromise of what's going to be chosen for the meal it turns out to be a smorgasbord of crap because I'm going to have what fits me best. The other people are going to have what fits them best if, if they're not combined. If they're not like a little of this and a little of that. That's like trying to have kids. Do you want oysters or do you want chicken nuggets? What are they going to choose? Chicken nuggets. The job as adults and human beings is, hey, take the chance to... Taste it, try it, feel it, smell it. I will tell you, I do. I warn all my parents at my school because I work with a lot of the littles. I work with TK through third grade. And my answer is anytime we have something, if we eat in the classroom or if we do science with food, the answer for me is tongue, teeth, lips. I want them to be able to touch it, smell it, feel it, taste it. Even if it's, if you crunch on it, like you hear it for two reasons, you never know if you're going to like something, if you don't give it an opportunity and without those opportunities, other opportunities will not open. And I've had tons of success with my kiddos for sure. So that's really something 
do I control it? They actually do it for me now. I don't even have to say, hey, did you taste it? And then they do tongue, teeth, lips. And then sometimes they're like, oh, that's really good. Or, uh, no, thank you. Like, I'm not even going to try that again. Which is great. But the opportunity has been laid out for them. And now they have routinely done that. So even if it's something they don't desire, they will still do that part. And I'll tell you why. Because they're kids and they still have all that whimsical stuff in them, about them, to invest in what the next steps are. I think when we get to be adults and even the older adults, when you have a ton of experience behind you, I think we get to be where we're in a place of not understanding where the other person's coming from, not wanting to hear it, not wanting to experience it. And surely not wanting to invest any more time or energy or money into something that's a sinking product. Like we wouldn't do that financially. Hey, your investor says this, that this is bombing. You see it on the news. You see it on the, uh, all on wall street. This is bombing. Get out now. No, I'm going to put some more money into it. People will be like, what, what are you doing? And the people or whatever the business is that you're putting more money into it, they're like, yeah, give us more money because we can survive a little bit longer because now we're taking that money and we're going to play smart with our money and we're going to invest it over here. So you're investing into a sinking ship, but they're taking the investments and moving somewhere else. They don't even believe in their own product. So, And it just, I guess, blows my mind. When they want to sit there and say, no, you want to still invest in me because, and they give you the reasons, and then you give the feedback of, well, I haven't seen those actions, behaviors, growth, whatever, however you want to analyze, uh, do an analysis about it. And then they have an argument, well, well, you, okay, yeah, me, I'm now going to take my investment whether I put it into another relationship, into myself, into whatever I'm going to do. But I'm going to make sure and care for me. And I, I have been called selfish more than I've ever been called selfish my entire life this last week. Selfish is not selfish if it's a care for yourself. If you're making sure that you're financially taken care of, if you're taking care of your um, health and well-being, your mental state, your emotional state, if those things are falling to the wayside because of your investment in somebody else, I, I would urge you, maybe don't stop investing in that person, but bring 50% back. You have to invest in yourself. If you don't have your investments all aligned, if you're not in your percentage of doing well and feeling well, what you give to others is not really the best of you. I say this a lot to my paraeducators. Our job is hard. Paraeducators, God love you all over the place. Some of those paraeducators have tougher jobs than others, but they're all supporting our kiddos. And that's a tough job. They don't always get the training or they're, they kind of get thrown into it. They don't always get what they need from it. And I know that I say that to say this, when they call in sick or they say, Hey, 
I'm just not able to do it today. I get you. I hear you. The ones, let me tell you, this is my team this year. The ones who are invested say, is there something else I can do behind the scenes? Is there a place you could still use me where I can use the only 10% I have and still invest into my job and into this family at school? That, I would never say, oh yeah, if, if you're not feeling well, still come in. It's never what I say. If they ask that question, I know they're invested in what we got going on. I know they're invested 100%. And I've had a couple of them say, because I set things up for them. You could do this. I'm going to rearrange a couple of different things here. I'll group a, a group of kiddos together and then um, give them a, a different types of groups so they can do whatever. I've heard them say, by the time they're there watching success happen for these kiddos who don't choose to have some, you know, their diagnoses or, or whatever they got going on in their body, they don't choose that and they're still there doing their job. I've heard my paraeducators and even myself, that made my day. That made my day 100% better than if I had stayed at home and rested the entire day. That's what investment is. That's what checking the table is like. That is what those relationships could and should and must look like for growth. If we stand on the coulda, shoulda, woulda rock, those things are just perpetuating. Those are things in your mind. I thought about it. I wrote it down. La, 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 la. Did you put some action to it? Why, I said it. I wrote it down. That's, that's the beginning of the action. That's just a plan. The plan actually has to have movement. The plan has to have some growth. The plan has to have, here's the, here's the object, here's the, the goal. What are those objectives to measure that goal? How do you know you're going to do it? How do you know? You don't until it actually moves. I, I say this a lot. I just feel in a lot of the relationships I've had, I like to set up things like I would set up for my kids at school. Those jars of affirmations and then things we need to work on. When I worked in the high school and middle school, we would check our grades and I'd say, hey, you're missing this. Is there a problem? Do you have struggles in this area? Is this something we should work on in our group? Um, let them be the steward of what's going on. And I think if you're waiting around or shirt telling, you know, letting somebody else pull the weight, you'll never have the experience of stewarding your own life, no matter where it's headed, spiritually, financially, health-wise, educationally, like whatever it is, you, you can watch people and try to mimic what they do, if it's not consistent, then you're just kind of, I call it white knuckling. If you have the role models, and again, this is the things we do, role model it. Even with the kids, I do it with, I do it with everybody in my life. 
here's what I model for you. This is what it looks like. Here, now you try it. Now you, with me, now you try it on your own. What's it feel like? The experience is completely different from watching, working as a team and doing it, and doing it independently. It's a whole different experience. There's three different experiences there. One may, if you watch somebody, it's comfort because you're just kind of taking in, you know, checking out what's going on. Working with somebody, now you got to partner up with somebody, so you have to be aligned a little bit better. You have to be engaged more. And then doing it on your own, you literally have to follow the plan. And when those things don't happen, my friends, it is time to reevaluate. What is the goal? What is your goal? What is your must do for you? I mean, the shoulds are always there because those are our dreams. I should do this. I want to do this. I would do this. I could do this. Those are our dreams. Those are how those are all built. And you need those words for sure. What you also need is the must parts. That's the action. I must get up at 510 every morning to go to the gym, to work out before work. Otherwise, what's my consequence? My consequence is when I get home from work, there's probably something else to do, or I have a meeting, or someone's to talk to me after work, and then I'm too tired by the time I get home to go to the gym. And not even tired. It's just kind of like, there's a few other things I do. I, I do a lot of my computer stuff when I get home. Because it's just easier in the comfort of my own home. I appreciate that. That's probably the only work I really take home. Unless I'm designing something. But that's okay. Another story. So I have to do this. That's my must do for me. Because I know the end result will be I don't go. And then that is on me. A mental stress. So that I'm not taking care of my mental health. It's uh, a physiological kind of thing because the endorphins you get to make you feel good didn't get that today so I don't get served that it's just a, it's just a lot I I just feel as a whole we shouldn't have to settle if something's not serving you and you've done all the things that you can tick and you can do and you you've tried it all I don't think we should have to succumb to being a prisoner of somebody else's make believe of what your life looks like because you're entangled with theirs. Their experience, their envision is totally different from yours. Otherwise, these clashes, these things that are happening, probably wouldn't be happening. So. My gift and my leave for you is evaluate what's going on. Even if it's great things that are going on, what's going great? What are the things that are going great? Even if it's not going so great, what are the positive things? What are things that you can do to change it? Sometimes my words, I, I do use the word ignorant a lot. And I don't mean ignorant like stupid. If someone's ignorant in a relationship, they don't know how to work the relationship. So I did change my word today. You're not at a level of understanding of what it takes to be here. 
and then it comes back. Well, you called me ignorant the other day about it, and now you're saying level of understanding. Make up your mind. Okay. I was trying to use some more kindness because I saw this bothered you. So I'm using different kind of kindness to express myself. That, my friends, should never be the case. If you need to express yourself, does mine always come out nice like that? Absolutely not. Do I reconvene myself and, and re-chat and, and say, this is what this meant in this space? Yes, I do. Does it always work? Nope, it doesn't. Just understand, check the level of understanding of what's going on in your life. If you're with a partner, with who, who, whatever's going on. Check what's going great, what things you can improve. Is this where you want to be? Are you still talking should? Give me two of your musts. What must you do to accomplish your next thing that you're thinking about? And, and, it, and it's okay. It's going to be a process. It takes time. It's definitely going to be worth it. And there's going to be pain through the process. And when we all understand that part of it, the pain is still painful. But when you come out the other side, it's a shedding of the leaves of off that season. And you're just moving into the next. It's not always going to be as best as you want it to be. It's not going to look like the movie uh, reels where the guy gets the girl at the end and they kiss and live happily ever after. That might not be our script. Our script is care for yourself. Think highly and care for others at a distance if needed. And do your must. Until next time, everybody. Keep it soul to soul.